if you open your scriptures at the book of Job, chapter 35, and give me your attention and listen further to what the Lord has to say to us tonight. There were 11 millionaires and one billionaire on board RMS Titanic the night she sunk on the 14th of April 1912 at 10 p.m. The largest vessel ever to sail the seas went down in four hours after striking an iceberg, taking with her 1,500 souls. The billionaire on board was a man the name of John Jacob Astor, 47 years of age. He was returning from a five-week holiday and cruise with his 18-year-old wife, his second wife. A string of his wife's pearls, they say, would have cost $150,000. That was some money in 1912. Jacob Astor inherited a fortune. He was an entrepreneur and an investor and an inventor. He invented the bicycle brake. He invented the turbine engine and the pneumatic, pneumatic drill. He owned a number of hotels in New York and in other places. And he was a billionaire, as I have said. He was taking his bride home after an extended honeymoon period to the stately mansion north of New York City, looking out over the Hudson Valley and the Hudson River. I want you to change your mind thought now, for the Lord has laid this message on my heart. I want you to change your mind thought and imagine me coming to the door of that castle-made mansion about five weeks or six weeks before they set out on their honeymoon. And after getting past, I think they had five or six servants, and after getting past the servants, asking to see Lady Astor. And if I and when I did get to see her, I would say to her, Lady Astor, I want to buy your string of pearls. She'd have probably said to me, I am not selling them, or you couldn't afford to buy them, or something to that effect if I ever did get talking to her. And if she would have said to me, sir, what would you give me for them? I would have produced two small oranges. Two small oranges 
for 150,000 necklaces, yes, and all the jewelry that you have belonging to you. Now she would have probably had me sectioned. She would have probably called me a mad, foolish Irishman. She would have probably called the police and in the New York Times the next day that would have been about the foolish Irishman trying to buy the pearls of Lady Astor. Just think of this. Two small oranges for all the pearls and jewels that you have. What a bargain would that have been? But I want you to fast forward now to this fateful night on board the Titanic. And because it was such a prestigious vessel, they wanted to be the first to ride on it. They joined it at, in France to sail back to America. Now I want you to think of that fateful night at 10 o'clock when she struck the iceberg. And the whole thing began to tremble as they danced and caroused. Eleven millionaires and one billionaire. And the cry and the call went out, get the life belts and go to the lifeboats. My friend, the tune now had changed. It certainly had changed. And we are told some think it may not have been her, some think it was her, some think that she broke rank in the queue where she was waiting to go down into the cold waters of the North Atlantic, and she was waiting in the queue. She ran back to her stateroom, to that prestigious, powerful stateroom that those millionaires had, and as she went, the boat swayed. The old thing was swaying like a cork. Holding on and gripping on, she got back round and she went in, putting all her jewellery to one side and putting all her clothes to one side and she grabbed two small oranges. And she said, that's all that will be any use to me now. That's all will be any use to me now. Two small oranges, a lifebelt, a lifeboat, and hell. That's the title for my closing message tonight. Nothing else of any value now. I suppose the word that we could write over this illustration and this thought tonight is one word, the word value. My friend, our values can change very quick. I heard of a lady the other day who said I used to be concerned about my weight and uh, I used to be ashamed of my weight until my wee child was diagnosed with fatal cancer. Values change. I heard of a man who said when he was dying, oh, if only I would have treated my wife and my husband better. I am dying. Values change. 
And our values can change so, so suddenly. Now, there's many texts I could write over this, what I have said tonight. And I could write over the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, what will it profit a man if he shall yet gain the whole world and lose his soul or give in exchange for his soul? Or I could write over another scripture verse, riches profit nothing in the day of wrath. And mind you, there was wrath because they said that God couldn't sink the Titanic. They said that not even God could put her down, and that's why they had the, only a few lifeboats. They never dreamt that she could sink in four hours and go down two and a half miles into the bottom of the North Atlantic. But she did. She did. And took all those souls with her. I could use the text that Peter said to Simon, the sorcerer, thy money perish with thee. But the text that I want to close within a few minutes tonight is Job 35 and verse 3 and the end of it. What profit shall I have if I be cleansed from my sin? What profit shall I have? We're in the profit and loss business tonight. We're comparing two oranges with a string of 150,000 worth of pearls and dear knows what else. Two oranges. And when we go out to meet God and we go out to meet death and we're clinging onto a rope to go down into a lifeboat into, this, into, the, into this, the icy seas of the North Atlantic, my friend, nothing else is of any value. What's your value in tonight? What are you looking at tonight? What's your idols tonight? What is your value tonight? What are you counting up tonight? Because tomorrow night it could change. Could be a lot different. This is the text that I have chosen. This is the text, and the word I is in it. If you notice it, what profit shall I have if I be cleansed from my sin? This is a personal text for some of you tonight in this meeting. No doubt it is. Well, let me give you a thing or two as a close tonight. What profit it will be for you if you're cleansed from your sin. First profit will be you'll be pardoned and forgiven forever. That's a good bargain. You'll be pardoned and forgiven forever. And don't take my word for this. And if I get to the end of this May, month, me and my wife, we'll be 52 years saved, 53 years saved. Don't take my word for it that God forgives and God pardons. Don't take Desi's word for it that God cleanses from sin. Listen, take the word of God. Listen to what God says in Numbers. I have pardoned according to my word. And the word of God will tell you tonight, sinner, no matter how deep and great and awful your sins are, there's pardon and forgiveness right now. You come to Jesus. I tell you, you'll get no greater bargain than that. No greater bargain than that. God who cannot lie says in Micah, Who is a God like unto me, who pardoneth thine iniquity, and passeth by thy transgressions, and casts them into the depths of the sea? Hallelujah. 
Not only is he willing to pardon, he says, I am the God in Nehemiah that is ready to pardon. I'm ready to pardon and to give you grace and to give you mercy. And not only is he able to pardon, and not only is he willing to pardon, he will abundantly pardon, Isaiah 55 says. Listen to what Isaiah 55 says. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the evil man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. What a bargain. You're lingering at night in sin. You're burdened down with sin. And you're burdened down with shame. And there's a thousand things in your life. And you'd love to be like Desi saying tonight, to be free, to be free. Hallelujah, I'm free tonight. Because he pardoned me and forgave me all those years ago. So the first thing is, the value to be cleansed from sin, my friend, is he'll pardon you. And the second is, he'll hear your prayers. He'll hear your prayers. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. Ask anything in my name, and I will do it. You know, the most wonderful and glorious thing almost that a Christian can have is to know when he cries and he prays unto God any time, day or night, that God hears him. And God answers him. And God is in fellowship with him. My friend, that's wonderful. Do you know anything about it? And there's some of you backslidden Christians tonight and you know nothing about it. But it's a wonderful thing. To know that God hears our prayers. It's a wonderful thing to know that you're in his presence. And he hears the prayers of his people. He says this. If I regard iniquity in my heart. Not doing it, regarding it. The Lord will not hear. Now listen to what I'm going to say now. For this is hard on my heart. That's why most or none of those prayers yesterday were heard. Oh, don't you be judging the Archbishop of Canterbury. No, I judge him against the word. Don't you be judging Prince Charles and all those bishops and all that were there. The word of God tells me if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. And let me tell you, my friend, if marrying sodomites is not iniquitous, what is? Am I looking at this book wrong? Am I a fool? If sodomite is not iniquitous, what is the iniquitous in this book? If murdering 200,000 children in one year in Britain with abortion and sticking knives into their mother's womb and making them squirm and squeal and murder them, if it's not iniquitous, what is iniquitous? God says, I hate those who shed innocent blood. He will not hear their prayers. You forget about all the razzle and the tassel. We have to get back to this old word. Does God hear us? He does not hear iniquitous prayers. He does not hear the prayers of murderers or sodomites or wicked men. And they're praying for repentance. Oh, you're hard tonight. Not a bit. You come on Wednesday night and you'll hear more. 
God hates sin. God hates adultery. God hates murder. God hates iniquity. But the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the ears of the Lord are open to the cry of the righteous. What profit shall I have if I be cleansed from my sin? The profit of being pardoned. The great inestimable profit and joy of knowing with clean hands and a pure heart that God hears my prayer. Let me give you another one. Peace. Henry Bickerstaff penned that great hymn, Peace, perfect peace. In this world of sin, the blood of Jesus whispers peace within. What a wonderful jewel. I tell you, it's better than oranges. What a wonderful jewel it is tonight to have the peace with God and the peace of God that passes all understanding. In this confused and wicked and evil day when men are going about like drunk men reeling to and fro, the scripture says, not knowing what way to turn. My friend, it's wonderful to have a peace that passes all understanding. And you have that when your sins are cleansed. Do that peace. Be honest tonight, are you at peace with God? Justified by faith, we have peace with God. Oh yes, I tell you, that's some prophet. That's some prophet to have in the day of turmoil and confusion and wickedness and evil. Oh, what a wonderful peace in my soul has been wrought since Jesus came in to my heart. And it'll only be found at the cross. That's the only place. Jeremiah said, run through the streets and, and find a man and go through the, the straight ways and the crooked ways and the broad places and find a man. Find a man who can pardon. And they could find none. But I can close tonight by telling you there's a man who will pardon your sins. I tell you tonight, my friend, there's a pardon and there's peace and there's forgiveness found with God. There's a ransom. Remember God said in Job, deliver him from going down. That's where Desi was going. That's where I was going. That's where you're going tonight. If you're a sinner, that's the direction. You're going down, down, down. That's where Lady Astor was going. Down, down. That's where the 11 millionaires were going. Down, down, down. Down, clutching two oranges. God says, I deliver him or her from going down. Where to? The direction, to the destination, to the pit. I tell you, it's not the bottom of the Atlantic. Two and a half miles down and she's still there. The Titanic. Oh no, down into the flames of hell. Two oranges. A life belt. A lifeline. 
a lifeboat on hell. Is that you tonight? God said, deliver him or her. God's in the delivering business. Deliver him or her from going down. That's the direction. Down to the pit. That's the destination. For I, God says, I have found a ransom. That's the deliver. He has found a ransom. And there's only one ransom. His blessed beloved son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The creator the eternal Son of the eternal God, who was born as a baby in Bethlehem's manger, who grew to be a man, who had the clothes ripped off him and the thorns crowned in his brow and his back lashed and his face bludgeoned, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I thank you for the day and hour that I gripped that in my soul, that Christ loved me and died for me, and rose again for me. What a ransom. I tell you, oranges couldn't buy that. Don't try to buy it with fruit. Cain tried it, and it didn't work. Cain came with the offerings of the fruit of the ground, and he came with the flowers and the fruit and the foliage, and he offered them unto God, but God had no respect for them. But for Abel, who came with the blood of the offering... Because it's the blood that maketh the atonement for the soul. And you can have peace and you can have pardon and you can have your... Don't be praying if you're not saved and asking God to help you, no. The first prayer you need to do is to pray, Lord, forgive me for my sin. I'm a sinner. Christ died for me. Come into my heart and save me from my sin. And then start praying and start praising. Lastly... What will it profit me if I am cleansed from my sin? It will profit me pardon and forgiveness forever. It will profit me that I can pray and talk to the God of glory any time, day or night, in trials and in troubles and in situations. I have a friend whom I can call upon and who will hear me and who will answer my prayer, glory to his name. What will it profit if I am cleansed from my sin, that I will be pardoned, and that I can pray, and I can have peace. Oh, blessed peace, like a river, that tendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll. I can say, with no doubt whatsoever. I'm changing the hymn. With no doubt whatsoever. Peace floodeth my soul. Hallelujah. There's the trials and situations in your life. Are you not able to handle them? Well, let me tell you. There's that peace, there's this pardon, there's this prayer. Last of all, there's a place. I go to prepare a place for you. And with sins forgiven and our iniquities cleansed, you're on your way to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
We're on our way to heaven. On our way to heaven. Come to the door of the mansion tonight, but don't bring oranges with you. Come to the door of the mansion tonight and don't bring money with you. Come to the door of the mansion tonight and don't bring prayers or good works with you or anything else. Just come. Come as you are. Don't bring your jewels. By grace are ye saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. My God shall supply all our need according to his riches and glory. He doesn't need your jewels. He doesn't need, he doesn't need your pearls. He just needs you to come. Come tonight and seek him while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. Do you know, do you know that faithful night? The anniversary of the hundred years of the Titanic, I did a series of meetings all over the place. Do you know that on that faithful night, that awful night, that night when they were carousing and drinking and laughing and joking, and she cracked the iceberg, do you know the 10 miles, just 10 miles away, and that's not far on the Atlantic. 10 miles away was the California ship. And she knew the icebergs were there. And then the, the radio people in the California kept for two hours, kept on the Morse code onto the Titanic. Beware, beware the icebergs. But the network was jammed. The Morse code was jammed. You know what it was jammed with? People from all over Europe and other places and America asking them how it was to be on such a liner. Asking them how the trip across, they were nearly at Newfoundland, you know. Asking them how the trip across the Atlantic was. And there was notes coming in and things coming in, and then they were eulogizing one another and eulogizing the ship and eulogizing the captain, and the network was that jammed that they couldn't hear. Your network jammed tonight. Come on now, I'm closing. Is your network jammed tonight you can't hear? You're thinking about money tomorrow. You're thinking of a business deal. You can't even go to a prayer meeting, man. You're thinking of holidays. You're thinking of the borrowed bank holiday, what I'm going to do. Your value could change tonight. change tonight is your network jammed God trying to get through to you tonight there's icebergs ahead danger ahead death ahead there's nothing any use to me now only these two oranges a life bust, a lifeline, 
a lifeboat and hell. Let us pray. O God, our Father, Thou hast warned us and warned me in the last number of days about the brevity of life and how quickly our values may change, Lord. How quickly we can be awakened and aroused out of our slumber, out of our sleep, Lord, to reality. Lord, as we throw out the lifeline tonight, I pray that there will be those who grip hold of it ere it's too late. What profit shall I have if my sins are cleansed? Glory to God in the highest to leave this house tonight with sins forgiven and peace with God. May God draw into the net tonight, dear, poor, perishing sinners, and that they might leave here rejoicing. For Jesus' sake, amen.